And now, making their way into the arena, hailing from the great pro wrestling state of Massachusetts, they are the hosts of the Top of the Cage podcast. Here are Bill and Juice. And thank you again, Rich Palladino, the voice of New England, always making us sound so good. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is I. I am the super producer. I am Bill, joined always by my tag team partner, my wrestling confidant. He is the future booking genius and the prince of pro wrestling podcasts he is justin juice cannon boom boom baby now juice we want to talk about boom and talk about booming i think we uh have a very appropriate story to talk about here right off the bat and that is the situation with one Mandy Rose, who has recently lost her NXT Women's Championship to Roxanne Perez. Very deserved, by the way. And the reason for it is a little strange. Yeah, it's uh, because she's hot. I mean, it's oversimplification. But... That is an oversimplification, but you're not wrong. <laughs> Say specifically what happened. Um that's her brand army page, right? Her friend like page. Fansly, some whatever, whatever that one of those yeah. platforms. That she was um she's like selling like videos and pictures um of her in a provocative nature. And um she made quite a lot of money through it. And she got released for it because Matt Bloom snitched to Shawn Michaels and they didn't think uh, you know. It was a good image for them, even though they make quite a lot of money <laughs> because of Mandy Rose's sex appeal and have capitalized on it for, uh, well, over a year since she's been around. Not even just the toxic stuff. This is when they really definitely t- dialed it up, but they've always, it's always been something they've uh, capitalized on and made a big part of her character. So, but you know, it, I think it's the fact that they're not making money on her page, and that's the issue here. Hey, did you see the reports that she's making like boatloads of money? Like they said that yeah. she's making comparable to top stars. Yeah, they said that she made five hundred thousand since she's been released, and that was exactly a week ago. So in seven days, she has made half a million. And think about it; it probably generated views to it too, because you know, like. Uh, like you said, Mandy Rose is an attractive woman. The name of her faction was literally Toxic Attraction because it was three attractive women. Yeah. Like, and I know how horny wrestling fanboys can be. And mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I, I've seen fans pay for less is, is my opinion on it. And the, my opinion on it too is Mandy, good for you, girl. Go get your fucking bag. Like, WWE is acting like they didn't do a Girls Gone Wild video with their women's superstars back in the Antrid era. And granted, that was almost 20 years ago at this point. But, you know, it's almost like revisionist history in a sense. Also, so, like, they've shared images of Mandy that 
that are just as bad as some of the stuff that she does on her site. Like the picture of her wearing no clothes except just the two tight two title belts in her swimsuit areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so many other things too, like her going like wearing a bikini and going to the tanning salon, like literally like almost the same outfit that we've seen in some of these like leaks uh so i don't know um is is this messed up the releaser over that she didn't do anything wrong and people are kind of like hypocritical and like kind of double standard uh yeah she she didn't she was champion for over a year yeah put respect on her name as she said and you should and i i hope we see her back in wrestling uh I think she really hit her stride. Maybe I know Tony has no issues with people making money for themselves outside of um, AW. Like if it's off video game videos or if it's off similar content like OnlyFans or stuff like that, he has no issues with that. So maybe I know I feel like every time someone gets released, it's always that's the narrative. But, you know, it's a possibility and I could see it because I do want to kind of see her in the wrestling world again if that's in the cards for yeah i mean it would be a shot in the arm for the you know aw women's division and uh to your point i think tony khan has it right because remember at the end of the day these people are independent contractors speaking of independent contracts not that this company is anywhere close to being an independent but we've recently heard a lot of news regarding sasha banks and what her next moves within the world of professional wrestling are the source is saying that she had an offer on the table from New Japan Pro Wrestling, and uh, she didn't take it because apparently the offer wasn't good enough. I I can't imagine that New Japan can offer what Sasha's looking for. And that's not like a dig or like anything else. Like Sasha is just a legit top star. She deserves to get paid those millions of dollars because she's going to generate millions of dollars for whatever company she's in. But it also came off as a little pompous to me in a sense, too, because like Shasha's always said that she wants to work for New Japan, you know, always want to work in Japan. And now that they have um, the women's division within um, the New Japan universe kind of building, that would probably have been a really great get for them. Her versus Kyrie, That's money. Sarah, I was just double checking this stuff because I thought it still seems like she is going to appear. I was talking more specifically about the contract itself, but yeah, I, I did also see that she is supposed to appear. Cause I remember we talked about this a while ago. We did. And we'll just prop again. Yeah. I mean, they definitely, you're right. They can't, they're not going to be able to afford the money that she's asking for. If WDB wouldn't even give it, give it to her. Like I had realistically the only person that keeps coming back to Tony Khan, but that's the only person that I think could afford it and probably would be willing to pay it. But um, yeah, I mean, it is her dream to appear. So I think she'll at least make an appearance. Her and Carrie Stane would be cool. But um, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what it seems like she's already like January 4th is coming pretty close. It seems like she definitely will appear at Wrestle Kingdom. So I'm curious what she does. Um, and it, but how long she's actually going to be around, or even if it is an actual match. Like, I don't really know what they, there's not much details on what it would be, which is fine. I, I like to be surprised. <laughs> and I want to see what Sasha Banks is going to do. And 
wrestling next because she just does so much, man. She's a busy lady making movies and the rap album that she has promised us for like 10 years. <laughs> Snoop Dogg's cousin, by the way. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure that's who produ- is producing it too, right? I don't know. It's such a strange fact that Sasha and Snoop Dogg are related. That just that that fact just always made me laugh for some reason. But yeah, I I I would love to see you to I would love to know specifically where Sasha goes next. But unfortunately, Juice, you and I, we aren't at that point in being wrestling insiders yet. Maybe one day. Maybe yeah. One day. But one thing the New Japan thing that I do think will get at least one match is it seems that she well it's always I mean she has went to Japan to train before but it seems like she's always want to have a match so I think she would give them a bit of a discount just for like a parent or two and then I mean if it was a long term deal then yeah she's she's getting the bag doesn't matter what company it is but if it's just like a parent or two I think she'd definitely be more hospital and cater to them because it's a dream to appear there and she's always been a big fan of stardom and stuff and it seems and she was just in like mexico training and stuff it seems like she just likes to world travel and wrestle in these new places because she still has a passion for it it's not as strong as it used to be but she still loves what she's doing she was always a fan first so yeah i'm just curious to see what she does next if it's wrestling or something else well one person that we do know what their next move in the world of professional wrestling is, and they are somebody who has recently moved from New Japan Pro Wrestling to the world of WWE. Bronson Reed, a.k.a. Jonah, is officially back within the WWE, costing Dexter Loomis the ladder match against The Miz for all the money that Miz apparently owed Dexter Loomis. That storyline's still a little confusing to me, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, so it's like he he paid paid Dexter to attack him so he can get some buzz on him. And then he, and then they had a match to Dexter Loomis. If he won, he'd get the money and a WWE contract. He won, and then he put the money in the line. And that's how Bronson Reed made his return. Um, I'm interested. In, I know people complain like Bronson Reed has gone to beating Okada to um, being Mrs. Lackey, but you can't just be a top star right away. I mean, this is your main roster debut. And yeah, he beat Okada, but mainly in Japan, he was New Japan America, like touring US, kind of in more of an indie like format. G1 Climax was kind of like it's coming out. And he had really good work in Impact and New Japan and uh, impressed me because in NXT, I wasn't really much of a fan. Like when he uh, won the title, I wasn't that into it because I'm a big Johnny Gargano fan. Then when he lost, I uh, was into it because he lost to Swerve. And I was like, good. <laughs> Swerve's better. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what I see because uh, to see what he does because I'm more interested in him now because of that. Even though it was only just a year, that year away, I think he really improved his game and not even just in-ring format, kind of just everything. He's in complete game. So curious to see what he does. And I think his mic presence is still the weakest part of this game, which I think learning under Miz and seeing him talk will definitely do wonders for him. So I think it is a good spot. Be a heavy for Miz. I kind of like that combo more than I like Champa and Miz. I think it makes more sense because Champa shouldn't be anyone's lackey. Um, yeah, I- I'm all for it. Definitely kind of a fan of him now, even though I never was in the past and it was because it's time away. So let's see if WWE can keep my interest in them alive. 
Yeah, I agree. And you know, I like my big meme and that's flat meat. And I I just want to say something to the people out there who are upset about, you know, Jonah going and going over Okada and now he's Mrs. Lackey. You have to understand that just because you are a wrestling fan that likes New Japan Pro Wrestling, likes AEW, likes WWE, you are not WWE's, at the end of the day, target audience. WWE does not give a fuck about New Japan Pro Wrestling or AEW. They don't give a fuck that you like them. You have to understand just because you like it and you are their hardcore, I am a diehard fan because I love wrestling. WWE doesn't give a fuck about that. At the end of the day, they care about making money and they make money off of the kids, some adults. And I feel like teenagers nowadays, because they grew up with a really bad wrestling product. Now they got a really good wrestling product because that's kind of how it was for me. So, you know, if, if you're a diehard and you're upset about it and you're on Twitter complaining about it, you're talking to avoid friends. You are talking to avoid. But you mentioned Impact Wrestling because that is one of the stops that Jonah had on his year away. And this is news that I didn't actually hear about you. So I'll let you introduce it because I don't know anything about this. Yeah, so last week I was announced on Impact TV that Jonathan Gresham has officially signed a contract with Impact Wrestling. He will have a match at Hard to Kill, one of their big four pay-per-views. He's going to be wrestling Eddie Edwards. It's going to be a banger. He had a Hard to Kill match last year, but he wasn't signed. Uh, he had a match against Chris Sabin, which was a banger. Jonathan Gresham is one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. Um, Tiny Dynamo, he's married to Jordan Grace, so he's going to get to be wrestling in the same company as his wife. Uh, I'm excited to see what he does. Really excited for the Eddie feud and that uh, the big match are hard to kill. And so many other matches that he can have, like him versus Alexander would be great. That's just a technical just masterpiece. That's just for all those technical New Japan guys and this, you know, Daniel Bryan guys. They'll love that type of match. Uh, fans, I'm saying. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely a great signing. One I was surprised didn't happen a lot earlier, but I know like he was with Ring Honor and Ring Honor got bought by AW and he was kind of trying to make that work. But then it just he wasn't a big fan of the management, so he left. And um even then, I was surprised because that was months ago. That was over the summer that that fell through. So I was surprised it took a little long, but, you know, he's smart, smart dude, just trying to weigh his options and stuff. So I'm excited for for that, um, that that finally came to fruition. Yeah, and I, I said this before when we talked about Gresham before on the podcast that my exposure to him is relatively new. And I always liked his style, like his look. I like how he wrestles. Um, I think, I know you mentioned people like who are Brian Danielson fans uh, should be happy. And yeah, I, I, I think that's a great comparison and great thing to say. I think that the matchups are also really interesting. I feel like that's a guy that I know I just criticize the hardcore wrestling fans, the hardcore wrestling fans will like that. And I feel like that will draw some people who maybe aren't too familiar with impact to it. And I just hope nothing but the best. I know Gresham had some some trouble with uh, like the Ring of Honor stuff, and I just hope that he finds whatever happiness he was searching for. And I guess to wrap up our our last news topic of this episode, at least, uh, happiness was found somewhere else for Matt Riddle, um, as it is reported that he has once again failed a WWE drug test, and he is reportedly entering rehab. And on top of that, he cheated on his porn star ex-girlfriend for another porn star. So I, Mr. Riddle, Juice, you're Mr. Riddle fan here. 
what's uh, what's going on with your boy here? I don't know, man. He's figuring stuff out. I mean, obviously, it's been up and down here. I mean, obviously, up in wrestling world, he's really uh, gaining stature and fame. But in terms of his home life, I mean, it's, you know, tearing apart from his family and then trying to find new partnerships and stuff. And uh, also just having drug issues that, I mean, we all know he was a stoner, but now he's having issues with like cocaine and um, what was it Molly? I only heard the cocaine. I didn't hear Molly or anything else. He was Molly. I mean, it, I remember the report. It was the like technical name, but I'm pretty sure it's Molly. Um, yeah, but uh, it sucks, man. And not even just him having to deal with all that, but it's going to make him tougher really for his rise to the top in WWE too, because um, you know, they're more than willing to work with people and do the rehab process. I mean, they asked him to do the rehab or he'd lose his job. And, um, you know, they pushed Kurt Angle to do rehab and he refused in the past. But when people have struggled with addiction, WWE, like a Jeff Hardy or Kurt Angle, that tends to, I know Triple H is a no-nonsense guy when it comes to drug and alcohol. So if he doesn't get on this quick, then it's going to be tough for Triple H to really push him because Triple H doesn't want to put a strap on a guy and then he has to vacate in a month because he has to go to rehab, which, I mean, fair. You you have to be reliable and accountable when you're in that role and not just good. So I, I really hope Riddle can figure out both for his career and just for his well-being. Uh, he's had a tough time, man. I mean, it, it's, it, I can't even imagine how hard it is to really um, kind of go through divorce and not see your children as much as you used to and trying to just figure out who you are again on your own. So all luck to my boy Riddle. I hope he figures out. Yes, and I was also throwing no shade at Riddle. I do love Riddle. I think he's a great performer. And seemingly a, a great dude, you know, I feel like no matter what demons or troubles he's going through, you know, at the end of the day and under it all, he still is a great person. His humor and personality definitely seems like it was always a plus. So um, do wish nothing riddle, nothing but the best. And, you know, I, I think that this can kind of segue into our last little discussion topic of the night here. And we want to talk the Royal Rumble because we are approaching less than a month away of the Royal Rumble, the beginning of the road to WrestleMania. And we want to talk about who we think will win each match and any surprise predictions. And I know Juice, probably for you too, Riddle was one of those people I had high up on my Royal Rumble potential winner list. Uh, yeah, I, I thought he'd definitely at least make the final four in the match, but, um, yeah, I mean, probably won't even be in the match. You know, I think the six weeks will end before it, but I'm I'm, I'm going to lean towards him. He probably won't be in the match. Um, yeah, my, I mean, we just jump right into it, right, man? Uh, make the predictions. My pick to win the men's match is, um, uh, I hate to say it, but I think it's The Rock. <laughs> I don't want it to happen. I'd rather it be Cody, which is a strong possibility if he can come back from his injury. But I know all the reports are that he's going to continue with his feud to Seth Rollins. So Seth Rollins would have to win the title. That's the winner. But I think it's going to be Rock. I think Roman will have to wrestle two days in a row. He's going to have two matches, I'm, I'm thinking. Um, yeah, so men's winner, 
Dwayne, which I love Dwayne, but I don't really want him to win the Rumble. I want him the, the wrestle Roman Reigns. I just, you know. But, you know, they, if they're going to wrestle, it kind of has to be for the title because I don't know how they're going to take off the belts. Uh, and then women's match, uh, this is a little tougher. Um, I, I remember when we made our little WrestleMania predictions, I kind of predicted Raquel versus Ronda, but it seems like Raquel versus Ronda, they were going to wrestle probably at the Royal Rumble itself in a women's title match. So I think that's kind of out. So I think I'm going with Rhea Ripley. Because if Dwayne's wrestling Roman Reigns, who's mainly SmackDown, I know he has the title for both, but he's, you know, been more identifying as a SmackDown superstar. So I think a Raw superstar will win the women's match. So I'm going with Rhea Ripley here. I think Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. That was supposed to happen at Money in the Bank in Vegas, but Rhea Ripley was injured. They have yet to come back to it, but they have recently been hinting very heavily toward it. So I think that's that's the match, but who knows? Because they're also hinting like Ripley versus Beth could do something or Ripley versus Becky have been doing these looks too. Uh, so many options for a winner in the women's match. I mean, men's too, but more so the women's. I feel like at this point, it's kind of like <laughs> it's the Rocks winning the bets. No, I think you said it best. I, to me, there's really only two front runners right now. And it's the Rock and it's Cody Rhodes. And depending on how Cody's rehab's going, sure, I'm sure he could potentially win it because he feel like he could just set up a feud with The Rock no matter what. I feel like even with Cody, he could probably set up a feud no matter what. But I, in terms of other male superstars that I think could win it, like Seth is up there just because he's Seth. Bray is up there because he's Bray. But I feel like, I mean, I, I don't know if you saw the report recently that Roman Reigns apparently doesn't want to work with Bray Wyatt. And it's probably just because he's too spooky and mystical and probably would just like either make the tribal chief look like a chump or the tribal chief would make Bray look like a chump, which I feel like is very fair. I feel like they're two very mystical auras right now that aren't necessarily on a collision path and no need to force a collision path with them right now. But like in terms of other superstars, I, I can't think of, of many, if any, like Drew, sure. Seamus. You could if you wanted to, but it seems like he's probably going to be one of the next feasible challengers, if not the next feasible challenger. Sami Zayn, maybe. Kevin Owens, maybe. But, like, no, like I, I just really feel like it's either The Rock or Cody Rhodes. And in terms of the women's side, I'm still holding out hope for Sasha because that pop would be massive, and Ronda versus Sasha is just going to be, you know, it's one of those matches that's always going to draw money. Even if it was Bianca and Sasha too, though, that could be a really fun match. Actually. I think I'd really enjoy that match. Uh, I could also see Charlotte being somebody that returns and wins it. Um, I know that she has won one before, so that would be a little redundant. And a lot of people have enjoyed her time away, but honestly, and I feel like you and I have had a conversation about this too. Like Charlotte being away, she's a little missed. She's a little missed. I think she hasn't been on TV in what, eight months. I feel like that's what I saw recently, but yeah, I think the last time she was around was when she lost at Backlash to Ronda Rousey. Yeah, that's but May. Like, so May yeah, seven almost, months, almost eight months. Yeah, seven eight months. Yeah, but I mean, other than Sasha, um, yeah, Alexa easily could win it. Becky could easily win it. Um, but Rhea Ripley is is definitely my number one. Like Rhea Ripley 
is on a war path right now. I mean, she just did an intergender match and she looked awesome. Like, I feel like that, that there really are, I know people are comparing her to China and stuff like that, but like, she's almost like the, like the newer version of China, you know, like kind of just like building upon the blocks that China put down for women's wrestling and like really taking it the next level, you know, being this brutal goth mommy beast that is Dom's mommy. Like, I don't know. I, I personally am loving this right now. Like I'm I'm loving the dynamic between the whole judgment day, but specifically Dom and uh, Rhea too. And, you know, I, I think that Rhea it's, it is her time. Like I think the iron is so fucking hot on her right now. So you might as well strike it. Yeah. And I think this character works a lot better than when she had the title run the first time. Cause she just works a lot better as a heel. I mean, she has had good, she was a good NXT baby face. I remember. Um, but it, it's tough. A baby face champ can really only have momentum for so long. And it really depends on you, who you are to succeed like that. And her character isn't uh, really formatted to succeed as a baby face for too long, but as a heel, she can have that title one when or if she wins it for uh, as long as they want. Cause like you said, she's a dominant beast who can beat anybody in any division. Um, and then, yeah, she's comparable to China, but I think she's the first. Rhea Ripley is a better comparison. She's a one-on-one for real. And she's just always had great matches. Even when people were critiquing her run, I she was still delivering good matches. It was just, just uh, the build itself was kind of tough. Um, yeah. Uh, let's, let's hop to surprises, possible people we could see show up. Because definitely will. Maybe some one-off legends and uh, Triple H is loving bringing people back and really reinventing the roster. So I definitely see stuff like that. Um, men's match. I think if they don't resign him, even if it's just a one-off, I think Cardona is someone who's possible. I think there'll be some forbidden door stuff too, because they've been collaborating with other companies and letting their talents appear in places. So Cardona's one, uh, another, another legend that I could see. Well, Cardona's not a legend, but like a legend that I could see like come make an appearance is, and I just lost it. <laughs> I'm just gonna move on. Clearly, Carlito, <laughs> Chris Masters, or um, trying to think of who the other person everybody always. Oh, says. actually. You 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 just said it. Uh, I I could see Chris Masters make an appearance because he's been wrestling and kind of hitting some momentum. So I could see Chris Masters. That was the person I was trying to think of. Just you know, like a quick little thing. Um, I would like. I, there's also a legend I always say that he's probably not going to come back to the ring, but I always just want to see Booker T just show up in the rumble. I don't care if he's in it for like two minutes. <laughs> I just want to see Booker T. I just want, I, cause I love Booker T. He's one of like the guys who got me in the wrestling. So that'd be fun. Um, And then people that could debut or make their return, maybe like, maybe like Tucky, maybe, um, well, I said Cardona, maybe one off or maybe just comes back. Um, and yeah, those guys, 
I think Tyler Bate, I know he's with WWE, he's signed, but I think that could be his main roster debut. Same thing with Dragunov, Ilya Dragunov. I think they can both appear and really that starts their main roster appearances. Mm, that's for the men's match. How about you for a men's match surprises? So I was thinking like maybe even somebody like a Braun Breaker we could see come in, maybe like a Mellow. Um, you know, they don't have to necessarily go far, maybe just get a cut handful of eliminations, you know, maybe last 15, 20 minutes just so they look strong. And then that way, you know, you can always say, oh, their first debut, their main roster debut was on the Royal Rumble and they lasted 20 minutes and eliminated five guys. You know, like that's a that's a relatively credible thing there. And other people like surprises. I don't know. I like you said, forbidden door stuff I could easily see. Um, you know, I don't think we're going to be getting Okada, but, you know, I, I would say we might even be able to settle for something like a like a Tanahashi or something, you know, just again, somebody that could come in, be in there for like 15, 20 minutes, get their spots with the people that you want to see them with, you know, like him, like sizing up AJ Styles or Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn or, you know, anybody like that, you know, like that, that'll get a reaction. And I know, again, I know I criticize the New Japan fanboys and stuff like that, but that is where you get your fan service for something like that. That is fan service to you specifically, you diehard New Japan fan. Other than that, I don't know. I I really am kind of having trouble because they have a lot of guys that I think are just already there, like space makers or savers, you know, like they have 30 guys that can easily fill the Royal Rumble. So um, I don't know if we'll get too too many this year. I'll say we'll probably get like five. That's fair. I don't expect like a crazy amount of appearances. Um, but yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, let's go to the the ladies, the women's rumble. No idea. Yeah, this one is like last year they really had because they had some releases. They had so many spots to fill, and they even brought in over TNA's champ Mickey James. Hardcore country. I love that she came the hardcore country, and um, I could see that again, because, I mean, she's in her last rodeo right now. Her first loss is her last match, and she's done an impact, and she is a hard to kill title match against Jordan Grace coming up. I I think Impact would like to put her out there and really bring more attention to her last rodeo. So I could see Mickey James coming back to um. WWE for the Rumble, just for the Rumble, and them being like Impact Superstar and number one contender because she already already has that title match booked. Her um, another one, another Forbidden Door one is Kyrie Sane, which I really see talked about a lot. Totally see that, especially if they figure things out with Banks, and that would be interesting if Banks like they let Banks they resent Banks and they let her do New Japan for a little bit and Kyrie Sane and her do stuff that would be cool um but I I I don't really think Banks is going to show up uh, Kyrie Sane I think it's possible though and just you know without that Banks angle uh another one that's in NXT that needs to just go to the main roster already she it's overdue like she should have been in the main roster like a year and a half ago she'd been called up already and I think SmackDown Women's Division needs a shot of adrenaline, and she would be it. And it's the artist formerly known as Kaylee Ray. It's Alba Fire, one of my favorites. I think this is a person that would be a great person to debut in the Rumble, but also be their Iron Woman. I think that's someone they could 
she like she comes in number six and she makes it to the final like eight or like she's in there for like 25 minutes and that's how they debut her and really make her seem like a big threat because i think this is someone that they can really that can really elevate smackdown and she like i said overdue main main uh main roster person that needs to be on it already just give me what i want give me what i want i thought you were gonna yeah. say our, i thought you were gonna say our girl nikita lions bro no <laughs> no yeah um, i think that i think that's it for the woman's predictions for me one that i could see and i i recently saw a news article i think today actually and we're recording this on uh wednesday is uh chelsea green I, if Cardona is a possibility, I could see that too. Because I guess Chelsea Green has deleted her um, fan page thing, so people are saying that that's a pretty heavy indicator that she might be on her way to WWE. Considering what just happened to Mandy Rose. Uh, other than that, I like I said, I would love to see Sasha. So I'm going to say Sasha's a surprise entrant for me. Um, I think again, I said Charlotte. Charlotte could be a surprise entrant in terms of NXT call-ups. Um. I don't know. You could you could throw Roxanne in there, you know. Cora too, you know. Maybe we'll get Kyrie. I I could see Kyrie. That would be really fun. Uh, I'm trying to think just other NXT women superstars that we could see. I mean, maybe some form of toxic attraction. Either of the two, just because they've already been to the main roster before too. They've already had some time in the sun. Um, I don't know. May I, not that this would be a surprise entrance, but I may maybe we get some uh, Alexa Bliss fucky shit. You know, maybe she uh comes in somewhere fucky and you know Bray Wyatt spookiness. I don't know. I don't know. I I honestly don't have too too many for the women. I think the women will probably be around three to five as well. Probably less than the men though. Honestly, I think more. I I meant sorry. I, I I I don't know why I said that, and then totally my brain just disconnected for a second. I meant to say more because I like you said, um, they do have spots to fill. So I I feel like more rather it's more five to eight. My brain just yeah disconnected for some reason. <laughs> like I think uh, Naomi, I think um, like Alayla, Michelle McCool, Molly Holly, a lot of them could. I think there's gonna be a lot. Yeah, we could get a kind of have get to. a Beth spot with Rhea too. Yeah, I think Beth definitely is one too. Uh, I think that's Locke. I think she's. I think they already have her booked in. That could be a fun final two, actually. If it was the final two, her and Beth, and then they have a match at like the whatever pay per view is going to be between Rumble and Mania. Yeah, no, that'd be good because I definitely want that. That's a match I definitely want. Um, yeah, they've been teasing already. So, yeah, I think women's a lot. A lot we didn't name that are on my mind, too, that, you know, we can't just make a long list. Uh, one I wanted to add to the men's, I totally forgot that we even talked about already, but in a former podcast or video, uh, Eric Young. I think Eric Young's going to be the main, uh, the men's one, too. Well, if you have any predictions about the Royal Rumble for yourself and you think you know who's going to win it or you think you know who's going to be a surprise in it, you can let us know on social media and juice where can the people do that? Yeah, and Twitter, capital T, capital O, capital T, capital C, underscore, capital P, lowercase O, lowercase D. 
Instagram, T-O-T-C underscore P-O-D. Yes, and as we come crashing down to the map on this episode of Top of the Cage, I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. And if you are listening to us on Apple or Spotify and you do not leave us a five-star review, that means that you, specifically you, that person not leaving us a five-star review, will not get five-star content, and that is just a fact. Fact. And again, thank you all so much for tuning in, and we will catch you next time.